of things We rode on broken wings We wrote the symphony with broken bows and broken strings We harmonized to bring each other simple hope from hymns We spoke unspoken things We wrote on broken wings Not good enough, especially, especially in the first half, more bad um, I, was, I was kind of angry It's all our responsibility then Clear enough or clinically enough in the, in the, in the decisive moments. Um, I think we lost the game in the first half and um, yeah, we have to change it. Look, it's a few explanations for a few performances. It's like obviously lack of rhythm. And you could see it. Um, players longer injured, not in best shape. And, and now we have, to, we have to change it immediately. We wrote a symphony with broken bows and broken strings We harmonized to bring each other simple hope from hitting Like broken bones, broken oaths or broken wings So just carry me So it's been a really interesting, it's been a bad period um, A patch, a form for Liverpool A lot of things have been said Some of them valid Some of them really crazy um, it's it's a, it's it's nuts actually so there's also this um, sadness and depression in various sections and also in some sections ah this doesn't matter we'll bounce back where do you guys stand on this start with Keith uh, let's face it it's been absolute crap hasn't it very depressing. I mean, we were all on such a big high the beginning of the year, the way the football we were playing. Come the turn of the year, we think, yeah, this is going to be our year. And it was like a damn squid, wasn't it? Um, look, we're going to go into the reasons why later, but let's face it, it's not good enough. It's not acceptable. Yes, there are reasons why, but it's, 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 it's depressing, to say the, the least. Okay. Vez? Oh. I think most people have been uh, expecting too much and are now moaning too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've had a better autumn period than, than most of us expected, expected and now, uh, now our debts came, you know, they, they are due to be paid. So uh, our flaws... Uh, mainly uh, the length of our squad have come come to the light now so uh, but I'm, I'm really sure that very soon things will click into place again very soon uh, maybe already on Saturday against the Spurs maybe not but uh, I think we will be fine I, I'm sure we will end up within top 4 and uh, I have no real issues unless this continues without end okay Eric <laughs> well it's, it's obviously mean shit um, <laughs> I, I like to focus on the reasons where you can say okay is this a structural thing is this um, um, is it bad luck is it um, well, I, I don't know um, um, I think it's, it's, it's a pile of uh, loads of things where player too many key players get injured or unavailable for for various reasons, and uh, the backups that we thought were very very good, um, well, 
haven't really been producing what we know they can do. Um, you know, Emery Chan last year against Villarreal, if you had him, if you had that Emery Chan now, um, we wouldn't be in this position. Um, if we have the Daniel Sturridge during the, um, the last couple of seasons, uh, we wouldn't be in this position. If Rigi did what he did last year, we would not be in this position. Um, sadly, all three of them didn't um, didn't show up. We had the um, if Sako would have decided this summer um, that he could act like a professional instead of a, a baby, or Jurgen um, would have been less of a German, um, we wouldn't be in this position. So um, it's uh, it's it's basically shit, but. Um, the problems we have are solvable. Um, it's just too much at, of all at the same time, and um, you know, at a point like that, you, you need a bit of a break. Uh, you need to get a lucky penalty. You need to get a win where you say, "Okay, maybe we didn't deserve that, um, but we'll take it." You know, um, I've seen a couple of Chelsea games where they weren't that good, where they hardly could break. A team down and uh, like West Brom I think where um, some defender suddenly makes an error and um, and Costa puts it in the back of the net and he does it twice or three times in in, in a matter of a month um, that's nine points uh, we didn't have that we don't have that and on top of that um, you know uh, our first 15 14 maybe maybe very good um, the, the rest isn't and the time that we, we need to rely on them, uh, well, we're in the same shit we've been for the last years, so it's still solvable. Um, but I'm a bit on the downside this time. How about you, uh, Christian? Well, I haven't watched the, the Hull game, so I'm in a more positive, basically, mood <laughs> so far. <laughs> Lucky you. We talked about already about that already in the last in the last podcast we had a fantastic period of time where we easily outplayed our opponents blew away the lesser teams still won again time and again against uh, the the top the top um, competitors and then with the first international break with the first injury of Coutinho and so on and so on the decline started but at the same time opponent teams yeah prepared better and better against us and now we are at a point where the players are back and then they have to find new, as Klopp says, new solutions yeah, to solve these issues. And, and as, as Eric said already, we are, those problems are all solvable. So we should remain op optimistic. But of course, it was one disappointment after the other over the past four or five weeks. And um, yeah, let's, let's, let's start up again. Okay. Okay. Um The, the 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 visual image that I get it's like it looks like a car crash, you know. Um, <laughs> several things have gone wrong um, all at once. So yeah, I I have to agree with Eric there. Um, it's hard to put a f just one finger on one problem, and if you've got your fingers on so many angles and areas and uh, of looking at it. On the other on the other from the on the flip side, another perspective you could look at it is that. We're doing what Liverpool um, always does, and that is look for excuses. Um, the thing that's most galling to me is uh, over the past week, 
the past few days at least is I'm, I'm asking myself is that are we actually um, what our rivals say we are we are the biggest chokers I mean when when the opportunity is presented we just choke um, and and you know that's why we never have good things so uh, this these thoughts also come back come to me and I'm like thinking oh why is this why can't we have good things why can't we enjoy good fortune so okay let's let's look at let, let's pick this let's pick Pick, pick, pick various things and various reasons um, that have been banded about on social media, on the site, on other sites, in you know, in the media as in the press as well, and see how valid or invalid or whether there's some merit to some of these uh, points. Okay, um, first thing I want to ask is: Do you think? Do you think that um, Klopp trusts? in these players maybe a little bit too much I mean of course he's right to trust his own players of course let's say that okay um, you know you. of course there's maybe another another way of looking uh, working that's the Jose Mourinho approach which is you know set your stall up against certain players you think they're not performing and, and, and mention it in the media, mention it in public and, and then maybe expect a reaction. But Klopp doesn't work that way. I, I like that I like that approach. But do you think maybe he trusts in certain players too much and they're just letting him down? Keith? Yeah, look, let's 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 put things in perspective straight from the start. Everybody's complaining that we we the players aren't good enough. But they were good enough in the beginning of the season when we were blowing everything away. They were good enough when we played Chelsea recently, and they were good enough when we played Manchester United. We are struggling against the lesser teams. At the turn of the, of the year, we picked up all those injuries. We had that hectic Christmas schedule. We got overexerted, overtired, and we just didn't have the squad to cope. Klopp has been very, very dogmatic, sticking with the same personnel week in, week out. And everybody on the sidelines is screaming for him to say, please just change it, bring on something fresh, change it up, just do something different. You know, we could have played for six weeks against Bloody Hull and we wouldn't have scored. That's how devoid of ideas we were. I just think Klopp is right to say, ultimately I take the blame. Um, But I just think all the factors leading up to our slump is the reason for that slump. And I think, or as everybody has mentioned beforehand, the lack of depth, quality depth in the squad is the reasons. And as I wrote today, can you imagine if we have Dahu to come in when Phil is off? Imagine if we could bring in a Brunt when Mane was away, or we could bring in a Van Dijk. So I think he's learned a big lesson this year that we need better quality on the bench, better quality in the squad to, to compete over a long season, especially in the Prem. And I, and I think he will learn from the mistakes he's making, why he persists with Milner against weaker teams when it's crying out for some speed and a left-footed wing-back down that side. Why... I don't know. Is Ojo still injured? Can anybody tell me? Because I can't see anything. No, he's, he's why Ojo? No, he's fit now. He's fit. He's he's been playing in the under twenty threes. He's yeah, been doing okay. Why isn't he being given a being given a chance? Create some speed um, out wide. Klein is struggling. Uh, you know, his his final product is absolute crap at the moment. Why not bring in an Ojo as a wing back and get those balls bombing in? I just think we've been too static. We've been too predictable, and teams have learned to sit deep. The lesser teams 
have learned to sit deep and hit us on the counter and we, we lack that idea. Against, I expect us to go out and beat Spurs at the very least this weekend, but I'm actually not too sure what we're going to do against Leicester. Uh, I, I really wish Klopp needs to, to brighten things up and that, that's my opinion. Everybody um, beats Leicester, I think. <laughs> Ojo, um, Ojo has come on the heavy criticism. Um, well, heavy criticism uh, for Klopp because he never says anything negative about the player. Uh, he even kept silent when uh, Bogdan made that howler by putting it in into his own net. Um, <laughs> but he actually made a comment that he needed to do more and the under-23 coach, the new one, uh, replacement for Michael Beal. He came out and he said, um, yeah, Ojo scored a good goal, um, but he doesn't do it enough. He doesn't do it often enough. He needs to do more. He needs to be more consistent. So he needs to work on that. Um, I'll take he, a he goal at this stage from anybody. Yeah, I, I know. But um, if you look at all the stuff they say <clears throat> about players, they're rarely, rarely negative or they just avoid the questions. There's now you've got two people saying something negative about one player. So there's something there. Uh, he isn't pulling his own weight. He doesn't do enough. He isn't working hard enough. And you don't get the reward um, to start games when you're not doing enough. It's, it's basically that simple. Um, I agree that we needed that. Um, there's also an argument to say, um, okay, maybe Markovic isn't your dream player. But... When you need speed and you suddenly get a winger back from loan who's with you, who's been able to play the Lalana position, who's able to play the wing-back role, and who's able to play the inside forward role even, why not, why not play him six months? Why not say... 100%, 100%. So, so... Okay, I want to ask... Okay, you, you, okay you, you raised a good point there. I'm, I'm just going to... Maybe just sidetrack this um, good enough players discussion for a, for a moment so that I can address two two points. Um, uh, Keith, you said something about uh, uh, Klopp's reluctance to make substitutions or early enough substitutions, uh, substitutions um, so that it has impact in the game. Okay, well, I'm going to pose this question to Christian. Now, Christian, you've been following um, Klopp for a while now. Yes. That's right. Do you, is that a pattern with him that he, he doesn't like to make substitutions in a game, or he, he delays well, making substitutions? Well, there's the sixty the sixty minutes um, mark. Uh, as far as I remember, is quite typical for him, but not later. So I'm 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 also quite unhappy about him bringing sub- substitutes too late. Yeah. Okay. So I, I share that point, but that's the only one. Yeah, so this um, this substitution thing, I'm I'm worried about that. I would like him to to bring the substitutes much earlier, so that they can make an impact um, with uh, ten minutes or sometimes five minutes left. Yeah, they they can't do anything really about it because uh, uh, opponent teams, when we are behind, they start to waste time as much as as they can and and so on and so on and they they need to get warm in the game you know when you have played football yourself you know that you you need to yeah to familiarize with the with the game at this at that point first right. and it it take that takes some some time some say 5 to 10 minutes before you're really up to the to, to the tension of the game and you are up to 100% 
um, commitment, you need some time to warm up. And you can't do it beside the field. You have to do it on the pitch. Right, right, right. I restrict myself now to just answering that question. I have much more to say because of uh, Keith's uh, statement. So essentially, so essentially, what you're saying is that um, it's not enough time for them to get develop a rhythm, um, and then because they don't have that rhythm, they come in so late, they can't really impact the game. That's what you're saying, okay? Now, exactly, and that's not typical for Klopp. There is, there must be some reason behind that. Okay, it's now now focusing on on LFC. Now, with regards to Markovic, uh, Markovic and Sarko. Uh, okay, for Sako, we we know we know the reason um, of you know he's 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 had various disciplinary uh, run-ins and issues. So Klopp has basically decided that okay, um, he's not going to be able to work with Sako. Okay, and Sako needs to go, and he gave him that opportunity earlier in the season. He didn't take it. Uh, and then he stayed there, and he basically uh, he didn't even he yeah we uh, call rot in the reserves, but he played in the in the under under twenty three games. He did quite okay there. He showed that he he is um, he's not a not that bad defender. He scored a couple of goals as well, uh, posting all his training videos on Instagram and all that. Okay, uh, and so now he's gone. So now then we have uh, uh, Matip. And with this whole drama with Matip and the FCON, okay, um, Lovren has been getting injured quite frequently. Actually, he's been getting. Uh, I think he's he, relatively speaking, he's been pulled. He's been picking up niggling injuries uh, compared to, to 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 the rest of the squad. Okay, Clavin, um, Clavin, I think, has been quite decent. You know. Um, he has that occasional. Maybe he's like you know one in f- one in four games he does a screw up, but other than that, he he seems quite stable. May not necessarily be a very fast uh, defender, but generally speaking, he's okay. Okay, um, who am I missing? Am I missing someone? Gomez is just back. Gomez, mm-hmm. yeah. So Lucas. <laughs> oh, Lucas. Yeah. Okay, and then okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, go on. Okay, and then with Markovic. Okay, and then with Markovic. Markovic, of course, Markovic has 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 gone to 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 Portugal, and never he never really got into his groove there. He also has also picked up many many injuries, and again for the second team in a row, he's being booed by the club supporters. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what are the full reasons for this. Um, so Klopp says, okay, you know what? Go out there to a team and prove that you you should be playing for LFC. Okay. So I understand Klopp's position for both these players from a philosophical standpoint. My question is, is, it, is the time now, right now, for him to be making that philosophical point? Shouldn't he be looking at what the needs are with the team, which is a lot of people are saying is rather thin at the moment, and defer that philosophical decision to the summer? What do you think? Vez, are you still around? <laughs> yes. What do you think about this? Well, uh, yeah, I agree completely with you, Joe, about Markovic uh, being sent to Hull to prove that he can be a good player for for LFC. But uh, uh, I think that's that, that's actually what Klopp is doing at this particular moment. I think it it even has something to do with those late substitutions. Uh, I think he is to a point sacrificing this season. Oh. To a point. To a point, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, 
How do you sacrifice a season when you're leading the league at the, the, at the end of last year? Coming into the new year, you 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 in the top two. Why would you? Why would anybody want to sacrifice this year? This is something that that only he can answer. <laughs> why? Uh, but it, sometimes it looks to me that way that he is okay. uh, setting up a system. He is giving that system as much time as possible to to see okay. its flaws, its effects, its its good sides. And then, uh, come summer, he will adjust it. He will make it more flexible. He will do what he judges uh, is necessary. And as for Markovic, I think he has sent him out to to play week in, week, in, week out uh, for any club at this point. And I think the Premier League is a much better place for him than, than Portugal. And uh, if if... Markovic uh, steps his game up and and uh, proves himself at how I believe Klopp even may decide not to buy an actual winger in, in summer and give Markovic a proper shot. But uh, what I am sure that that he will uh, he will uh, complete the squad with with uh, several decent players that will not only be backups but will be challenging uh, today's starting 11 for, for the, the starting spots. Uh, as for the, the slump of the past month, uh, there is something I wanted to say here. Uh, we've all talk, talked about uh, the squad not uh, having proper depth, the, the, the backup players not having enough quality and stuff. Uh, like Eric said, Emre Chan is not the Chan from last season. Sturridge can do much better than he did. The same goes for Origi too. Uh, I think the point is, uh, it was a very long period that we had several key players scattered across the starting eleven that were missing. And take Chelsea for example. Would they do this this well if they had missed for an over month uh, Azar Costa? Dante and Pino. Would they be able to cover that? Honestly. Uh, like Eric said, we, we needed that bit of luck, that that, that penalty or that, that win that we didn't deserve or something like that. But we didn't have that luck. So we just need to take our chances, Ves. I mean we've had yeah. we've created enough chances. Uh, Firmino has missed glorious opportunities. Uh, that we should have done it. It seems like the whole team is in a slump, not just Firmino, individual Firmino, players. Firmino somehow, uh, somehow it, it overlapped. He he fell completely off form uh, at the most critical period, and that, that's again bad luck. We all know Firmino can score those chances. I mean, he did score two beautiful goals against Swansea. So. Uh, something happened. Something I don't know if it's the pressure of of. Everything falling on him with Mane and Coutinho gone, uh, or, or or something else. I'm not not sure about that. He's uh, been he's been played an awful lot though. He's played a lot of football. Yeah, yeah he 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 has. He's actually one of those players that I look at and I think, you know what, Klopp, you need to pull him and bring somebody fresh on. Yet Klopp seems to just keep him on and on and run him into the ground. 
sorry, Eric, you were saying? Yeah, I said, yeah, I just agree. Uh, he's been playing a lot, a lot, of, loads of games. Firmino, I mean, I thought he even played in the um, um, in one of the League Cup or the FA game. Um, so yeah, he's been playing a lot, and I, I don't get that. Why not take him off and put Sturridge in for two, three games in a row? See how he does. Um, you know, even with better players around him, let's see how he does. Um, maybe it works. So he he's he's a he's a supremely fit player, though. I mean, he's this guy. He can really run. I mean, uh, we've got a couple of those. I mean, we've got Hendo, who's famous for that. Uh, Lalana as well. Uh, Firmino is also up there in terms of his uh, physical fitness, uh, but that, is, that doesn't mean that the sharpness is consistent uh, across the season as well. So maybe there's some merit in in pulling him out, but you can't. Bec- we can't do that because we don't have. He's the only one who's scoring. He's the only one who's scoring. Sturridge isn't scoring. Divock Origi is not scoring. No one else. He was scoring though, Joe. Origi was scoring consistently until he was sat on the bench and didn't get much game time, and then sort of, sort of uh, lost it a little bit. Uh, it's all about game time, I think, to get your sharpness. I just don't think Klopp is is rotating the squad enough and giving the players enough game time to keep them sharp and fit uh, at the same time. What vest? Yeah, it's all, it's also. A- confidence thing yeah when we, when we lose it's of course yeah. when we lose it's one with that late goal you saw how it affected everybody um if you win that um you go on to to at least battle southampton a bit better um, um you, you you may go in with a lot more confidence against the wolves you're in there and chelsea comes that's always a nice game um Quite, quite possibly you don't lose the whole. At the same time, we need to realise, I was looking this up today, um, we've faced both Swansea and Hull rightly after they've changed their manager, brought in a new couple of players. So they're really on that. Um, well, you know, this is last chance saloon. We really need to go. Why not give it our all and see how it does? Players that want to impress the new managers, managers that want to do a bit more. Um We've lost at Burnley away. Well, loads of teams struggle there. I thought didn't think they've only picked up one point away from home, Burnley. So, you know, that's a tough ground. So, um, and 20, 40 minutes at, at, at Bournemouth. So, in the league, it's really not that bad. It just, the other teams are very, very good as well. So, slip up, like, in two, three games in a row, and you find yourself on, at the bottom of the team. Of the, of the top six. Okay, okay. Um, what Vez you said earlier um, that in some in some way Klopp is sacrificing this season, um, and, and that <laughs> put question marks over my head. Um, the reason why that happened is not that I disagree with you because actually that same thought crossed my mind, um, but I but I can't I, I kind of I thought I said you know when when that thought came to my mind I thought nah I don't think that's possible, but. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the fact Keith said that we, uh, he, we, we were at some point, you know, in in second place, uh, trying to keep pace with Chelsea was as a happy side product, side fact. Uh, but it's not necessarily something Klopp was chasing. Um, uh, he had this longer term picture of what he wants 
see, see how these players give them a full season, see how they perform, and and then maybe from there he said, okay, we confirm that these are the players need to go. This is what needs to come in. Maybe. Uh, Look, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe sacrificing is too strong a word here. Uh, what uh, I mean by that is that... Uh, Testing a hypothesis. Before, before, before the season started, he had this idea about what he is going to do during this season. Yeah. And uh, he he's just sticking to it, regardless of the success we, we had achieved in the first part of the season. He's sticking to it. He this is he had decided before the season started that this season is not going to be the one where he go, goes for it. Uh, I think he can I can I, can I just challenge this bring? a little bit? But why is it then that at various points of the season, Klopp said things like, "Okay, you you know," uh, he he urged. Um, he urged the supporters to be to be confident, to to believe. Um, he said, "Yeah, go for the title. Why not?" Um, don't you think if he okay? So, if on one hand, if he say if he was say, uh, lack of a better word, sacrificing this season, he has his plan. Okay, then why on the on the on the other hand, say, um, you know, yeah. There's two possible reasons. I think there's two possible reasons for that. Uh, he was either we all know how passionate he is. So he was either he was carried carried a bit by, by that passion of his mm-hmm. uh, that and he wanted to t- transfer some of his passion towards the fans mm-hmm. or I mean <laughs> how do you tell fans okay calm down we won't win anything this season <laughs> I, I'm just testing some stuff out <laughs> you don't you don't tell. Uh, Fifty-four thousand fans coming to Anfield. That <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's so, a grand experiment. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, those two reasons, I think. You know, it's funny. He actually did that with <coughs> he did that with Sako as well. He did that with Sako as well. Um, did, did, did you guys pick up on the um, on you know after Sako uh, went to Palace, uh, he gave a, a pre- I think a press the press conference I think, and what was the next game after that? Was it Hull or something else? But um, he's, he he alluded or he said something that oh um, maybe Sako has a chance. You never know. Before the Chelsea game, I think that Sako has a was chance to back. Uh, Chelsea uh, was it Chelsea? I think maybe yeah yeah I think so. Um, but he it seems like okay we all thought that's the end. You know the door for Sako is already closed. Um, they tried to sell him. Um, nobody would pay that twenty million. Um, so they loaned him out. And then when when the reporter asked him, uh, he said, "Ah, oh, you never know. Tomorrow, what happens? I mean, he's still a Liverpool player. Maybe he might." Uh, I'm paraphrasing this all, but I think that's essentially what he's saying. That maybe there's a glimmer of hope. I mean, is is that genuine? Klopp genu- says a lot of confusing things. You remember when he said that Marina was brilliant in in training? That he's been training really well. Yet. We but get 70% possession, teams are sitting deep, it keeps Milner on and doesn't bring an actual left-footed player with speed and attacking ability on. He sticks with Milner to the end and then maybe gives Marino 10 minutes at the end. It yes. just sends out mixed signals. I, 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 it, I'm confused at Klopp's tactics at the moment. I'm confused at how Klopp is approaching these games against teams we should be beating. 
I'm not, I've got no problems against the top sides. We always play well, we're always brilliant, and we always look good. It's against these lesser teams when we dominate possession, we see pedestrian, we pass the ball back and forth and back and forth, we don't speed up the play, and we, we have players on with, who don't have the skill to break down these teams that sit deep uh, in defensive patterns. Okay, it, yes. yes, Christian, yeah, go ahead. Uh, a few points. Uh, first of all, um, yeah, I fully understand Keith's points. Keith, um, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with the uh, potential, yeah, alternative having on the on the on the left left side with uh, with Moreno. But on the other hand, who takes the penalty if we are nil nil or even one um, one goal behind and we don't don't achieve anything other but getting a penalty? So who takes the penalty? Henderson. Then? Henderson was the was the designated penalty keep uh, taker when Milner wasn't in the side. You remember the fight with old uh, Balotelli? Yeah. Who's going to take the penalty? So Henderson can take a decent penalty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, Klopp relies on that because he knows when it's. Uh, I mean Henderson Balotelli that might be a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if, if Henderson today is, is still that reliable, and why didn't he take all the penalties before? Mm. Okay. Why was it always Milner? Right, right. I, th I think um, so. So let, let, let's let, let's in this in the next uh, in the next segment look at uh, tactics um, and see whether uh, yeah we we get the sense that already teams have figured Liverpool out, but we keep going back down, down the same path patterns. Um, let's talk about that in the next segment. Liverpool seem to be very consistent in terms of team selection for a period of about two or three months. When they're in that great run, it seemed to me that you had the sort of consistency of selection, the three weeks of preparation. The minute that that squad, the way they play hit three games a week, I think it's always going to distress them because you cannot play the way that they play three games a week. Now, you will argue that you know he's changed the team, but then you've got six players not travelling who are left back at base. You've got six players who are on the bench and you've got a disruption. And I think then it tests the squad and the squad's not good enough then. I think Liverpool will will get stronger as the season goes on because what will happen is now they're out of all the cups and that's the most intense period they're going to face. They'll be back to that free, you know, free periods during the week and they can be devastating when they have those three weeks because then they can get all their energy up and they can go and do their 120k or whatever it is they do they outrun everybody and then they can become a difficult team again but when you have 10 games in whatever it is a month I think that squad and that team are always going to fall short because of the way in which they play and I think what it is a sign for is next season when they do potentially get back into Europe they'll have to strengthen the squad and be adaptable you look at Chelsea yesterday they're efficient Liverpool seem to have to be at absolute 100% breakneck speed to be good and they were for that consistent period I think okay now we're going to be looking at um, the tactics of the team and what Klopp has been set setting the team out to do um, can we agree that firstly teams have figured us, figured us out Eric <sighs> Well, they figured this out for 10 years. It's, it's not a new... You, you sit deep, you keep it tight, um, and you hit us on the counter. It's This has been happening for, for, for decades. Uh, Kenny's team lost a, a good deal amount of points um, uh, against these sides. Um, you know, they'll be in this. So, um, I, found, well. um, I don't think we found the answer to deal with the lower blocks of five, uh, five and four, um, rather than they've been finding us out. So, um, 
I thought we did, you know. I really thought we did, actually. But mm, we haven't. What do you, what do you think? Uh, you know, yeah. We all need to be on a, a fully 100% to do it. You know, then we got the, the incredible link-up play, then we, we do really well. Um, you know, uh, when all them creating some space with good movement and, and the very quick passing, uh, uh, Mane taking taking a player on, continuing top form, uh, making great runs in, into the box at unexpected moments. Uh, Firmino hitting everything he needs to. Um, you know, everybody was hitting top form, and now we're in a place where nobody hits any form. It's all happening together again. Coming back to that. To that, everything happening at once. Uh, point that you mentioned. Um, of course, Mane then went off to the Fcon. Coutinho had uh, had that in foot injury, um, and different players have just not. And then Firmino was being burned out, and Lalana was being played in the offense where he's less effective, and it, it's like a combination of different things. Um, so, what, Vez? What do you think? Do you, why are we? Why do you think Klopp is 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 persisting with this um, predictable approach? Is he a one-trick well, pony? Um, I don't think so. I really, really, really don't think so. Uh, uh, Eric has a very good point there. I, it was actually a point that I was going to make. Uh, that in order to beat these these teams that that sit deep, we need to be on top of our game. So yeah, those those uh, passes have to be inch perfect. Those runs have to be timed to perfection, and we and then no team sitting deep can stop us. And especially if we score a goal within the first 15-20 minutes. So at the moment, it's not happening for us. So that 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 is the reason why it seems that the teams have figured us out, figured out how to stop us. I think uh, what they are doing is actually is the, it, it is the best way to play against us, but it's not a guaranteed success. If we play our game, if we are on top of our game, there's nothing they can do to stop us. We haven't been that for a while now. Vez, you, you're, very, you're breaking up quite badly, actually. It's coming across quite patchy, your audio. I'm not sure why. But okay, so you have two things. Uh, so you, on one hand, you, can, you say, okay, yeah, the, the, the passing has to be, to be crisp. The, the movement has to be there. So okay, you work on all these things in training. But that's, that's all you can do. You can continue to work them in training, continue to, to, to refine them. And then on the, on, the, on, on the game day itself, it just doesn't work out. And then oh, what is... Uh, again, I hate to see, use this term, plan B. Is there a plan B? Or is there only one plan and a variation of plan A? Um, uh, Conti has done that quite well going back, going to his 3-5-2. Maybe, is there any merit? I think we, dis- we, we discussed this very briefly at one of the earlier forecasts. Any merit to going to a 3-5-2? Do we have the players to support that? Brendan, is that you? (laughs) 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 No credit to me, by the way. Someone else made that joke and I saw it. Um, We we can't even get Klopp 
we couldn't get Klopp to do substitutions. Now you want to change formation. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, let's I move would, on. I would, just, I would just like to see him try something new when what he wants to pound, how he wants to play with what personnel he wants to play with, is not working. You know, after 60 minutes, it's not happening. Change it. But there's not. Bring many, on some new personnel. And it just he he just seems reluctant. I don't know why. But there's not many personnel to bring on. Also, that's the other limiting factor. <laughs> yeah, but we, 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 no, but that's not true. We, we have Sturridge, we have Origi, we got Ojo, uh, we've got Moreno. And he has we, played them. He, he has played them. Yeah, he only hasn't ten, played Ojo. For 10 he minutes at the end. Played. Yeah, well. Yeah, but for 10 minutes at the end, right, you know, when they, the teams are really sitting deep and really, uh, why not start? Why not start attacking? right from the beginning, instead of being defensive. Why must we play Can, uh, uh, Van Alden and, and Henderson in the midfield against yes, teams that something? we should be beating? Yes, yeah. Christian. Christian. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, I think we should all agree on that Klopp is not naive. He's not new. He's not green. He has shitloads of experience. I mean, we have played at, against Hull which I only know from match reports, etc., PP. Um, we have again played a, a, a team sitting very, very deep. And Klopp puts as a starters the best possible team to beat them. The best. So that means that the players on the bench are not equal alternatives. You can, can imagine if he, if he switches players, if he replaces players, and they are e working even worse... If the whole structure doesn't work, and that's exactly what, what, what obviously happened again, yeah, that the team, the best team, the best starters struggle, yeah, with putting up decent pass move sequences on the pitch, yeah, in the final in the final third, yeah. What happens if he puts the second best alternatives on the pitch, and that that's probably his thoughts. I have to guess, of course, but I mean that's probably the thoughts he, he has, yeah, when he struggles to bring to bring um, substitutes on the pitch and he waits and waits and waits until 85 minutes are gone that's probably the the internal fight he has to to uh, yeah to deal with i read this he's not naive he is a, he is a top manager but the problem is that the first 11 the yeah. first 11 at the moment still have a huge loads of of skills to learn how to deal with uh, such a um, uh, deep defense and there are ways to do it, but it takes years. It takes yeah, so many training courses to, to, to put that on. We didn't have even didn't even have one full preseason. There was the European tournament. Mm. There was um, Chan was injured coming back. I think very late, and I think Wijnaldum was was uh, coming again the end of the transfer window. I think probably that like that. So um, it was not a full preseason even, and you need years to to to. Uh, yeah, to get the, the team learning these things. Christian, didn't stop us wiping teams off the, f uh, off, off the field in the beginning of the season, the first half of the season. Yes, it just seems they like were not adjusting. They had not adjusted. No, no, it's time. I they just were think, surprised by that. And they have yeah, done it. No, and I, 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 think, I think what's happened is fatigue, injuries, we, we, we haven't rotated enough keeping the players fresh enough uh, to carry with this high-pressing, this high-energy game. I, uh, that's that's my opinion anyway. There was this article that I read. Uh, this guy he he was um, he was playing FIFA 17, um, and he he did a Liverpool versus Hull on the on the game. 
um, and he did. I'm not, I haven't played the game, so I'm not sure how it works. But I think he basically did an auto team select for Liverpool. And the best part is, the team that was selected was almost exactly the same team that actually played against Hull in the real in the real life game, with one with one exception. Can you guess? Lucas. No, actually. Played that he played storage. No, it was actually uh, Carius for Mignolet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that would have saved something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But um, I, 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 we played the four-two-three-one last year. We've got basically everybody that played there uh, still at the club, and we've made some additions. Um, we played it really well with Emre Chan and Jordan Henderson at the base in midfield. Um, why not go and try that put Firmino a bit further back put a real striker on two peoples on the sides either it continue him or Milner uh, continue Lallana continue Mane why not give it a go why not try and, and see how that works I was reading something um, some guy on Reddit went over to the Dortmund fans and asked him what's going on and they said, oh, hold on. Um, Klopp needed some time at Dortmund as well. Um, he, he was ruthless throw, throwing players out. If he didn't want you there, uh, he, he would have sold you. So every player, at least the first 14, 15, 16, he wanted at the club. Um, and he also said he will be persistent because he wants his player to fully fully understand what we ask of him um, what we ask of him in that situation, in that role in that moment, in these situations and, and he will be stubborn about it, he wants his team to grow and learn that so um, so yeah maybe we're not truly sacrificing but um, there's still a learning curve and he's saying okay, uh, I want us to go forward in this way, with this approach um, so yeah, we, we we may hit a rough patch, but it's it's only valuable because you can learn from it. Don't don't agree with him, but there is something in there. There was an interview that uh, I'm just reading now uh, that Kevin Prince Boateng uh, gave to the Guardian. Uh, Kevin had a six months six month loan spell under Klopp at Dortmund in uh, t- uh, 2009. Uh, and in this interview with The Guardian, uh, he says, Klopp is the best coach in the whole world. Wow. He knows when to push you and when to comfort you. He knows when you need a drink, when you need water. So obviously, Kevin was very thirsty. Uh, he says, Klopp, <laughs> Klopp, Klopp has everything. Uh, he said, ask the players and they'll say, he's the best. I die for him. It's, 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 it's typical of that, okay, there are players that, that are willing to run through walls for him. He continues, he says he knows exactly what every player needs and gives them time. And he also says that there were players at Dortmund who played five minutes in six months, but they were happy. They were still happy to come to training. They were happy to work because Klopp made them feel important. So, hmm, interesting. Obviously, people love him a lot. So, the, 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 I, May I add something? Yeah, yeah. I mean those 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 sequ- those pass and move sequences that made Dortmund famous took years yeah. before they came to full effect. And what I see, what I have seen right from the start when I joined 
Liverpool club here in October 15 was the impatience of the fan base. It is absolutely unbelievable for me as a Dortmund supporter that it is absolutely normal what happens now. It is as disappointing to me as for everyone else of you. But, I mean, in another blog, you know the name, yeah, um, they are calling for his head and say he, he's naive and FSG out and, and all the shit yeah. and sell all the team <laughs> and, and buy shitloads of new players regardless of where they come from and spend billions and it is and this is total crap this is out of, of reality this is a, a, probably a two years learning process and if we don't get into Champions League which it, unfortunately it looks like that at the moment it's a three years process because Klopp will not get the players he wants if we don't get into CL football. But we have to be patient. This takes time. And there are certain skills the players have, Dortmund players didn't have. Look at Coutinho or Firmino. Dortmund didn't have any of the players of that, that um, technical skills. On the other hand, because I know from two of my three sons, because they played youth football, and I know even at us on the countryside, those Fast counter-attacks, those pa- fast and precise pass-and-move or pa- pass-and-run sequences, they are trained from, from children's level on. And my impression was, right from the start, that certain or most of the players at LFC haven't got a clue about that. We, we cancel off our own counter-attacks at the moment because we're not good enough in either passing or running. So I, I've watched that several times. This is ridiculous. Have you seen any any sort of goals or good goal-scoring opportunities from us over the past six months Ca- coming from a fast fast counter-attack? I haven't seen any. Christian, where was Dortmund before Klopp? Where were they as a club? Catastrophic. Uh, as Harry Redknapp would put it, bang average, uh, which is still diplomatic. They were uh, ranking, I think, 14th place and were very close to, to relegation because Bundesliga has only 18 teams and uh, 16 to 18, the 16th teams has to fight for relegation against the championship side, second Bundesliga, and uh, 17 and 18 go down. So they were very close to, to relegation. They had a coach called Thomas Doll, which was a former uh, Hamburg player and Hamburg coach in between one of the, you know, yeah, get rid of him, yeah, bang average, nothing inspiring, no skills, no, no class. And they, I think they had several coaches in, in a very short period of time. They were really quite, yeah, at the bottom. And, and did they have the any... The football was, was catastrophic. Did they have any pedigree in winning any trophies or anything in their history? Nothing. Um, they last won, I think, in two thousand something in two thousand one or two thousand two, and then this club went rapidly down. They had to, they went into uh, huge financial trouble, almost went bankrupt in uh, in two thousand five. Hmm, that sounds familiar. And yeah, they were almost bankrupt. They were at the brink. It was very very close, and uh, the the. Um, the treasury in, in those days was uh, Hans-Joachim Watzke, which is now the CEO. And he said that he comes from my home region and he's a very, um, oh. you know, a very, a very solid, solid guy, two feet on the ground. And he said, we will, I don't want to ever uh, come back into that uh, financial trouble again. But and uh, from that point on, it went slowly upwards, but mainly financially. There was never any sort of achievement um, sport-wise. 
regarding trophies or rankings in the table. And then came Klopp. And that changed everything. So, but, 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 but it took three years. But then, yeah, then you can see they didn't really come into it with any expectation with regards to the relationship, did they? I right. mean, yes. It's quite different. Yeah. It's quite different for us, I suppose. I mean, there are a lot of similarities in the story that you were just saying, and, and I really like that. But at the same time, it's also quite different. I mean, we're a Liverpool football club. We have a real hi- rich history of winning stuff. Yeah, we haven't done yeah, but so Joseph, well. Joseph, don't get me wrong. It's nothing personal, and I really very much admire um, Liverpool yeah, yeah, yeah. from the no, absolutely, history. Absolutely. No, that's fine. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There was one League Cup in 2012. Yeah? There was, uh, the, in, in 2005, the famous Istanbul Champions League win. What else? We have to go further, yeah, a long, a long road back in time uh, to, the, to the big years of Liverpool. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct yeah. if I'm wrong. Yeah, of course, 20, uh, 20 odd years. But Nico on the, on the site, he actually posted a very interesting uh, um, statistic, uh, something about possession stats, um, where, where it, it, I mean, if you just look at the statistics, okay, if you just looked at statistics, you don't, look at, don't watch the game. If you just look at possession, for example, you would come to the conclusion of all the matches that we had lost, okay, that we actually dominated the game. In terms of at least in terms of possession, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But he's saying he said, okay, any any game that that we have actually uh, had more than sixty five percent possession, if I didn't get the figure wrong, um, over the past few games, we've actually lost, and all those games that we've actually had slightly under that, we've actually won. Um, so coming back to this, still staying on this tactical question, maybe. Maybe we need to be surrendering that ball a little bit more. Let the, let the other team, yeah, you may want to sit back and, 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 and deep, defend deep. Um, fine. I mean, if you, th- if you think that you're going to just give us the ball, we've got another thing coming for you. Can have, <laughs> you can have the ball. Eric, what do you think of that approach? Do you think we should just maybe not be at their throat so much, you know, uh, that then that, that leaves us defensively um, suspect? Um, I think it's it's you know um, stats only tell you half the story. You, you all know that I'm not um, I'm not against the use of stats, um, but you know we were able to to keep high pressure. So um, when we're one nil up, a team will come and 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 try to 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 nick a goal because why would you be on the pitch and just keep it at uh, a one nil loss? So. When you're up, uh, when you're in front, you will have less of the ball because the other teams will want more of the ball. So um, I don't think that we actually, um, that that really correlates to um, because we have the ball so much, we aren't winning. It's It's just, we, you know, it's it's basically the same as as Barcelona Celtic a couple of years ago. where they had 19% of the ball and they won. Um, they just they kept very, very narrow, all the high balls coming in from the sides. Nobody could do anything with it, uh, and it just bullied uh, them out of the... Uh, uh, bullied Barca out of the box. Well, it's basically <coughs> it's the same thing happening to us. So um, um, we just need to find a, a different route to, to deal with those teams. Keith? I, I actually think Klopp's tactics work the best when teams want to play football. 
that's when the pass and move, the running into space, the, the uh, Gagan pressing and everything like that comes to its fore. And I think he has to learn how to adapt to the Prem and how to adapt his tech, uh, tactics to teams that haven't got the financial clout of maybe the top half of the table that want to sit back and hit us on the counter. And I think maybe in Germany and Christian can probably verify this, there's more of an even competition except for uh, Bayern, uh, where the teams all will go out and try and win the game, where in the Prem, almost right from the start, you have these teams struggling for, for, for rele relegation, looking for that 40-point mark, so they will sit deep and they will hit you on the counter. And I think Klopp's tactics uh, are not suited for, 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 for that type of game and I think he will adapt over the years and learn to, to maybe look at his tactics and say we need, we need a plan B, we maybe need an option on the bench that we can get speed down out wide and put crosses in uh, uh, for teams that actually sit deep because they're giving, this, giving us a space out wide but we've got Milner on the one side and Klein on the other side whose delivery obviously hasn't been up to standard since the beginning of this year. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping he learns from this. I have no doubt that Klopp is the man to take us forward. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is also a, a huge learning curve for him that, wow, I've got, I've got to try and break down teams that just want to defend and, and hit us and, and not giving us space to be able to do this run, move and, and one-touch football, running into space and creating more space. So, yeah, maybe a learning, uh, learning curve all round for both the, the, the players and Klopp on how to break down these stubborn teams that we seem to, to struggle against. Let's face it, we don't struggle against Arsenal. We don't struggle against Chelsea. We exactly don't struggle right. against Tottenham. Yeah. We, we, we struggle against Hull. We struggle yeah. against Burnley. We struggle against Swansea. So he's going to probably have to think long and hard on maybe he has to have a plan B. Maybe he has to have a crouch-type player on the bench. That, that can come in and be a target man. Uh, maybe he has to change his principles just to get through these types of games when they are stubborn. I, d I don't know what solution is, but I'm sure he's got enough advisors around him that they will come up with a solution at some point. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, may I add something? Yeah. Yeah? Just, just a few points because Wes and Eric, yeah, I have to comment as well. Um, this is exactly the point. You see our team circling like head in handball. They are circling the ball in the opponent's half from left to right and back. And, the, and you see the opponent's defense with their 10 players back in the 25 or around the 25 yards box. They, you see them shift as well. Yeah, it's, it's like with tennis, yeah, from the right to left, right to the left. And this movement has to be when we want to attack. Dortmund usually did it. And I think they still do it. They usually attack at the edge of the 18 yards box. That's the point of attack there with Royce, for example, and, and two, three other players yeah, who instantly and all of a sudden rush yeah, through. Yeah? One gives the pass, one rushes th through, and all of a sudden you are behind the back line. And that's the vulnerable point, and that's what teams usually try to do. Um, and... Our players have to learn, first of all, to pass quick and precise. See our, our players getting the ball. It takes them a few moments longer than highly tactical skilled players of, of other teams. Think of, of Spain, think of Bundesliga like Munich or Dortmund. It takes longer to get the ball under control and then to pass the ball 
to the next player. Yeah, the ball is slow, so they try to keep distance to the opponent players. They yeah, they are more they are getting more deep. Yeah, not not close enough to the 25 yards box, uh, 18 yards box. Sorry, and um, then these pass and move sequences into to the edge of of the of the goal line. It takes too long, or it doesn't happen at all. And I watched it several times. Our players started to run, waiting for the pass to come to get to to be put through. And the pass didn't come. They did it several times, and they stopped it. They did, didn't do it anymore. And so we're still circling the ball from left to right, slowly, much too slow. You have to do that much faster than the opponent can react. It's all about that, from my point of view. And uh, this is what the team has to learn, that there are a few skills, but it takes a long time before that works perfectly, precisely. Um, I, I don't want to mention this guy's name, but <laughs> I, uh, let's call him Old Whiskey Nose, okay? <laughs> he wrote in the 2015-2016 Europa League technical report, uh, he says that he believes uh, it is impossible to play high energy sapping tactics for an entire season. Uh, he, he made this comment after the, um, our Europa League final defeat at Sevilla. Uh, and he, had, he balanced out both praise as well as criticism. Uh, he says that basically in, you know, the Liverpool started off after halftime uh, with, in, with a positive attitude, getting the goal right away. Uh, but in the second half, Liverpool had no energy. They couldn't get to the ball. The space in midfield became bigger. And he said that he, in all of his experience, never had a team who could press a ball all season. Now, uh, this uh, Gergen pressing uh, style is obviously very exciting uh, to watch and easy on the eye. Um, and I, I, I think fundamentally, philosophically, I do agree with this, with this type of football it, and, 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 and I like to watch such football. But now we're talking about the Premier League, not uh, Bundesliga, not any other foreign league. We're talking about the Premier League with its high cutthroat, uh, you know, always to the knuckle, uh, white knuckle action, back and forth. Um, so now, what is the practicality of having this type of um, high press, high energy pressing kind of system in this league with a small squad? Yeah, that's does, the key, small squad. How does that work? Our squad is too small for, for, for what he wanted to accomplish this year. And I think he will learn from that. Okay, so let's, um, in the next uh, segment, then uh, let's look at the uh, weekend game against Spurs. Thank God it's a big team. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about it in a moment. Let's have a look at what they've, uh, to whom they've lost, because it's really interesting in this, this season, isn't it? You know, they won at Arsenal brilliantly. They won at Chelsea so well. And yet the teams against whom they've slipped up, I mean, it's 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 remarkable. Burnley, with respect to them all, yeah. You know, if you're going to win the league, Burnley, Bournemouth, Swansea, well, Hull. Well, the big sides, Mark, play open, attractive football and have a real good go, which suits Liverpool. When the lesser sides, and I say, I say the lesser sides because I mean just teams up with a little bit less quality, yeah, can't play the same way. They can't play expansive football, so they say, right, we'll defend on our 18-yard box and we'll soak up all the pressure yeah, and we'll, and we'll try and we'll yeah. counterattack. We'll try and get a yeah. nil-nil like Sunderland done for an hour, even though Liverpool got a yeah. couple of late ones. Swansea done the same, Hull done the same, look at, Bournemouth done the same. Look at the, I mean, they haven't won one, they haven't lost one nil. Look at the amount of goals. <laughs> I've got to say, there. look at the goals they've conceded. 4 3 2 2. 7 8 9, 11 goals. goals in four games, you know, with respect. Well, well yeah. that tells you about the areas that they need to, to improve in. Goalkeeper yeah. centre half's fullback. Yeah. So, Liverpool versus Spurs. 
recent interview Klopp gave to LFCT, uh, LFC TV. He says basically a reaction is needed. Again, very familiar. He says basically we have to show a reaction, not only the players, we all have to show a reaction, which also includes him, uh, his coaches, uh, everyone, and the players, of course. And he says that he doesn't like the record when people say that they have, uh, Liverpool have a wonderful record against the top teams, but then against the other teams, they do not have a kind of a record. Uh, he says it's also kind of strange for him because he's not used to this because most of the times in his life, his managerial career, he has actually either played or worked for a weaker team. So it's a little bit uh, weird how that table is turned. So Spurs... Spurs are going uh, well. It seems that it seems at this moment that they are the only ones, or, or taken up that um, the torch of trying to push Chelsea. But there's still some distance away. Uh, Harry Kane says that you know he's looking to put f- further distance uh, between um, the rest of the teams and, and really pushing on to chase uh, Chelsea right up to the end. What do you think? Um, do you think? Pochettino is going to play that open style or do you think he's going to take a leaf out of all of these other so-called weaker teams playbook and um, let Liverpool have the ball? Let's start this uh, with Eric. I really don't know. I think they have quite the issues at the back. So, um, um, you know, with Fatoman and all the way rolled out, um, don't really know what he's going to, uh, to do. Um can I comment on the um, I've played for the smaller team thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because we've got a lot of those. We've got a manager who does that. We've got players from Southampton. We've got players from Sunderland. Um, um, no, not a lot of players who've been brought up with the idea that you win every game, that whoever comes will find you the biggest scalp. And that's the kind of pressure that you need to be dealing with. Um, so I think that in our approach going forward, we need to be looking at players who've been brought up with the pressure of uh, dealing with that. You know, um, you know, at, at Mainz, there will be some games where you can say, okay, we're equal, um, there's not a lot riding on this game and there's a we'll play the big teams let's see how we can do if we don't win that's fine so there's a lot less pressure and we've we've brought in a lot of players who, who don't know how how to deal with the with the other side you know, every team will come to Anfield and say okay we will have this this is going to be a big game for us we can win this it's one of the biggest sides it's Anfield Road which is not the best stadium in the entire world and we can win here and we do all the things that we do we can win this um, so we, we really need to buy players um, if we go abroad who, who know how to deal with that who've been brought up in that style with that pressure um, you know teams like like uh, like Ajax like uh, Anderlecht um, all those teams they're not Celtic you know teams lads brought up in, in those um, going through the ranks there, they'll know you need to win every game because everyone coming at you uh, is coming at you full force and you need to be ready for that. Um, Harry Kane, Sorry. we talked about Harry Kane, he said 
Um, he said that we feel that we're in good form and Liverpool are struggling at the minute. But sometimes that's a dangerous place to be because they'll be fighting to get back to good form and get back to winning ways at home. That's almost exactly word for word what Antonio Conte said uh, before the Chelsea played Liverpool. Uh, and we managed to get a, a draw out of that game, which in some, which many people say that effectively so-called ended our chase for the title. I'm going to post, post this to, to, to Vez right now. So um, we, may not, uh, may, we may not be in a crisis. We're definitely in a rut. And maybe the only <coughs> thing, maybe the, maybe the only dividing line between a rut and a crisis is not getting a result against the top teams because it seems that we, we are not doing the, the job against the, the so-called smaller teams, but we are doing the job against the bigger teams. But we could only pull off the draw at, against Chelsea. And what if we draw against Spurs or lose against Spurs? Does that now become a crisis? Vez? Well, uh, first of all, yeah, that's the, the, the big question here. If you want to look at that angle, then the big question is, what is a bad result? Is a draw against Spurs at this moment after, after playing so bad like we, we have been playing for, for the past, <laughs> past month and a half, is getting a draw against Spurs a bad result? Uh, if you look at the tip, then yes, it is, it is a bad result because we need those three points. Uh, just their style of play to, to I'm sorry Vess you need to get off that hubbly bubbly because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're sucking on that hubbly bubbly like it's going out of fashion there either that or your stomach is really churning <laughs> I think a lot of uh, international audience will not know what hubbly bubbly is and when you say sucking it's just going to go Three imaginations in the wrong direction. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not following you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but, but, you know, hey, I mean, um, the, the scum are just one point below us, yes? Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's not a very I'm sorry, question. can I finish my point? Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. Well, uh, you've talked about uh, whether... Spurs will change their tactics against us, seeing how we can get beaten if, if our opponents play sit a little deeper or something like that. Uh, actually, I can't see Spurs changing their approach for any game, and that goes for us too. I don't think they have a squad that can play various systems, so I think that they are currently in a better form than, than, than we are, but they basically have the same issues that, that we do. So I think they will stick to what they know, what they do best. And uh, as far as uh, uh, what Kane said goes, I like that he said what he said. Uh, I sense a bit of arrogance in, in that. Mm -hmm. And I have this feeling that he's in for a nasty surprise. When they come to, I, I've, I've got to agree with Vest there, Joe. Um, I think Spurs need three points. They've got aspirations to to catch Chelsea. Chelsea play Burnley. They can't afford not to 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 go for the win when they come to Anfield. And I fully expect us to have a, a positive result. 
uh, I, I, I really do. Worst case scenario, maybe a draw if we get unlucky, as we did against Chelsea. But we've had a week's rest uh, in between from the last game to this game. I feel the guys will be energized. The guys will be out there wanting to prove a point. And we all know when teams come to play us, we are at our best. So Tottenham's not the problem. Um, uh, I think I think it'll be a positive result, and I, and I think it'll be a good match because they will come to win. Okay, Christian. Yeah, I think uh, I totally agree with with Keith. They will come to win. Uh, they have to go for the points, also for, for um, considering the competition they have around them uh, as much as we do and have, and um, they they won't uh, decisively change their style. They are. They are very fast to counter, and they know that when they press up, press us high on the pitch and trying to take out our midfield, it will seriously disturb our play, our build-up play. And when our build-up play is seriously disturbed, uh, we won't get many chances. And uh, if I was Pochettino, I would I would press high up in midfield and um, try to even yeah cancel out our our, our build-up, which would completely uh, yeah. Yeah, get us off get us off track, like Man United did the scum when they when they visited us um, last autumn. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eric, what's your feel for this? Um, are you confident enough for to to predict a win? Uh, um, yeah, why not? Um, these are the games we 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 usually do well against. Um, I think the Leicester game is, is more interesting in terms of uh, can we stop the rust, etc., etc. Um, I think we can because they're absolutely shite and they're playing absolutely shite. Don't forget Hull and Sunderland and uh, and Swansea were all playing already a bit better, getting more belief. There's absolutely no belief at Leicester. They're absolutely shite. <laughs> and they've got the pressure of the home crowd... Um, they've been shite at home. They've been shite away. Um, <laughs> absolutely shite. Have I said they're shite? Yeah. <laughs> I think you have. Eric's just distribu- distributing the ratings. Less <laughs> <laughs> shite. shite yeah, if, we lose, if we lose, to, if we lose to them, what does that say about us? Yeah. One out of ten. One out of ten. Hey, you know we have a we have an interesting run of games coming up after the Leicester game. You know, um, that's we have the fourth. Uh, we have a game after the Leicester game. We have Liverpool versus Arsenal, which is actually not a game between two football clubs, but rather LFC, LFC uh, fan cam versus uh, Arsenal TV. <laughs> you know, to see who can be more ridiculous. And then you have immediately after that, it would be Manchester City against Liverpool. And then immediately after that is the Merseyside derby. So. That's some we can run get onto a run here against the top yeah. sides. Get our swagger back, oh that, we, and then finish the season on a high. Who knows? Uh, I actually, I'm actually more pleased that we've got these hard games coming up because it actually brings out the best of us. So, yeah, hopefully we can. Because let's face it, we started off against Arsenal, and with what a bang did we say? We started off. Then we went to very top Spurs. We should have won there. We went to Chelsea. We won there. So why not bring 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 the top clubs on? Let's get back into some sort of rhythm and, and play good football again. Maybe the belief will come back, and then we'll start battering the the, the smaller teams as well. Okay. So is everyone um, on on a positive positive vibe that we would get some form of a result against Spurs? Anyone in disagreement? 
I think vibe is a bit hard. Uh, it's a bit over the top. But... Feeling. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm reasonably confident. <laughs> we will play better. And whether we get a result, you know, that's that's in the game. That's um, it's it's a top side we're going to face. So um, uh, I've got a good feeling that we will be able to to produce a performance. And whether that result leads to a result, we'll see. Quick, quick round, Joe. Does he drop Migs or, and pull Carrius in, or does he stick with Migs? Oh, I think I think Carrius will start. That'll be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to seeing what he what he does. What do you I think? I think he will. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I really I, I can't second guess Klopp at the moment. I, I really <laughs> he's he's baffling me with his decisions at the moment, and I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't know one way or the other. Christian, you was, you was you hung. Many, yeah. many players apparently played extremely badly uh, <laughs> against Hull. Um, and Mignolet made, yeah. A clanger. Yeah. <laughs> but he was not the only one uh, guilty for, the, uh, uh, yeah, for that. Yeah, of course, yeah. I think he's, he will keep with Mignolet okay. unless when, 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 um, when Mignolet um, fails again, then he will drop. But next game against Tottenham, Mignolet, Simon will start, definitely. My guess. How about... Yeah, maybe I agree. Okay, so now another question. Um, Emery or Ginny? Ginny. Ginny. Against Tottenham, Every Ginny, day of the week. Uh, that's I actually don't understand why he wasn't on the field before Can anyway. And that's one of the baffling ones. Because he's in much better form than Chan. And, and, and so again, yeah, <laughs> I would start with Ginny over, over, over Chan every day. He gets into the box. He's a goal threat as well. I know the reason, actually. Dirty snaps, dirty photographs of Klopp. He's got, <laughs> <laughs> he's got the skinny. With who? With who? Uh, so he <laughs> stole the phone, Lucas. Lucas. Klopp and Lucas? No. Yeah. No, he stole the pictures from Lucas's phone. So <laughs> now he can play as well. But I think, there's I absolutely think. no reason why Lucas would ever need to pull on a Liverpool shirt ever again uh, just oh, he's so harsh so uh, harsh I think that Klopp played Chan to give him another chance to, to, to perform and step up um, because he knew we would run against the wall against Hull for Tottenham which which is supposed to be an open open game it's all about pace and, and technical skills at high speed so Ginny is, is first choice definitely my my personal opinion yeah, okay. They've got Wanyama and Dembele, who are big, tall lads. And uh, Gene Strong, but not that strong. Henderson Strong, not that strong. Milana Strong, but not, not that strong. So, I don't know. They did, uh, they did okay against Spurs the last time they played. Mm. Why don't you get strong guys with strength? So? Why, don't, why not outsmart them? Yeah. Outplay them. But it's it's not just, like, like Emre is suddenly like a very stupid player. Like he doesn't anything. He does do some right things. So. Oh yeah, no, we're not. We're not, I'm not discounting Chan. I, I just think he's a bit off form, and I think he needs just a breather. Maybe coming off the bench for the last thirty minutes would do him good. Um, uh, I, I would like to see the midfield of Lalana, Jenny, and Henderson because I think the front three of Mane, uh, Firmino, and Coutinho is our best option against teams like Spurs. So um, uh, I hope he doesn't go defensive 
and, 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 and plays Chan, Ginny and Henderson in the midfield. And just by the way, for, a t for playing a team like Tottenham, Origi would be a good choice up front because he is fast. He's, yeah, I agree. He's got the pace okay. and he's a striker. Interesting. I would, I would like to see Klopp, if it's not working with Firmino at the, in the striking role against Spurs, on the 60 or even before that, bring on Origi to stretch. Yes. Not wait for the last 10 minutes. I yeah. would like to see Origi come on and run in behind Spurs. Uh, you know, if, if the front three clicked like they did last year, then I'm all happy for it to go like that way. But if we are not breaking them down, let's change it quickly and let's let Origi come on. He's strong. He can bully them a little bit. He's got a bit of height in the box uh, and, and he can run in behind. Yes, agree. All right, guys, we've got to wrap up this show. Um, so maybe we're nervously optimistic. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> no, bullishly optimistic. Bullishly optimistic. Okay, guys, um, once again, thanks, Eric. Thanks, Keith. Uh, thanks, Christian. Thanks, Vez, for joining me on the show. And um, let's be, yeah, I really don't know what else to say. But, well, Spurs are a big team. Uh, and you never know what we can do. But uh, this is Liverpool we are talking about, so something could just lie in the bushes just waiting to bite us in the ass. Thanks for <laughs> listening, and um, see you on the side. Take care next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers. He had my father die. 49 times we fought that beast, your old man and me. We had a chicken head with duck feet, with a woman's face too. Oh, that's rad. Waiting in the bushes for us Then I ripped off your dad's face He was screaming something awful In fact, there was this huge mess And I had to change the floors The floors? You see his blood had drained into the boards And I had to change them But we all got a chicken duck woman thing waiting for us Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Something's waiting in the bushes of love yeah, Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Something's waiting in the bushes of love Yo, never knew my dad, he didn't care about me Dead horizon is all my macro binocular see Moisture farming all my life and not a drop spilled My aunt and uncle double sons and sipping blue milk My aunt and uncle double sons, I'm sick of blue milk But then a desert hobo came and told me We all got a chicken duck woman thing waiting for us Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Yeah, something's waiting in the bushes of love yeah, Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Something's waiting in the bushes of love Hold me when I open like a flower I used to ride across a 
Behind that scrap pile It's just a big cow I know you really want someone to hold you But we all got a chicken duck woman thing waiting for us Yeah, every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Yeah, something's waiting in the bushes of love yeah, every day I worry all day Waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Yeah, something's waiting in the bushes of love yeah, Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Yeah, something's waiting in the bushes of love Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us. Huh? Oh, I had a dream. This cute girl kept kissing me over and over. Oh, yeah, well, there's something I gotta tell you about her. Just remind me later. I used to ride across the desert, you know. I used to glide on my speeder. Pray that I don't find what I don't wanna find. Waiting for me round the corner, oh no, no.